0: hello everyone and welcome to today's podcast it is monday january 31st 2022 and we're in the fourth sunday after epiphany and we do we, we do daily readings here through the word of god um we uh we read we pray we've changed the world is basically essentially what we do um and so what guides our reading is um uh, basically a uh a, a minister's prayer book uh that has Three readings every day, and um, it goes along with the Christian calendar. And so today, we're going to be reading out of Isaiah 51, ooh, Isaiah 51, powerful passage in the Old Testament, uh, Galatians chapter 4, and Mark chapter 7, so one a reading from the Old Testament, a reading from the Epistles, and a reading from the Gospels, so yeah, but yeah, I hope you guys had a great uh, day or a great weekend. Um, it was cold this morning. Uh, my son went to uh, left for school about half hour, forty five minutes ago, and uh, came back in right away, um, and was like, "There's a foreign substance on my windshield. <laughs> there's there's a foreign substance on my windshield. What what in the world is this stuff? Uh, it was frost." 'Cause how do I get it off? <laughs> what do I do with well, you need to turn your uh defroster on. Where's that? Well, it's right there. You gotta leave it on. Like the whole time ty- well, you know, until until it melts. Yeah. You don't know to do we don't have to do with that stuff, man. That's a weird weird substance called frost. <clears throat> yeah. So, but we good. We good now. He's off on his way to school, but yeah, it's been kind of chilly, been kind of chilly here, so, all right, well, let's do it, y'all, let's jump into the readings for today, first of all, Isaiah 51, famous passage, I love this passage, this is the uh, suffering servant passage, if I recall correctly, or that's Isaiah 53, my bad, Isaiah 51 today, so, good morning, everybody, welcome to today's podcast, welcome to morning prayer, yeah, Awesome to have you guys on. All right, here we go. Isaiah 51, and we're going to be reading verses 17 through 23. Um, let's see what it's, let's see what we got here. 17 to 23. Awake, awake, rise up, Jerusalem. You who have drunk from the hand of the Lord, the cup of his wrath. So they've experienced judgment. Israel has. You have been drained to its dregs, the goblet that makes people stagger. Among all the children she bore, there was none to guide her. Among all the children she reared, there was none to take her by the hand. Those double calamities have come upon you. Who can comfort you? Ruin and destruction, famine and sword, who can console you? Sounds like the four horsemen of the apocalypse from yesterday, right? Destruction, famine, sword, pestilence, who can console you? Your children have fainted. They lie at every street corner. The antelope caught in a net. They are filled with the wrath of the Lord, with the rebuke of your God. Therefore, hear this, you afflicted one, made drunk but not with wine. This is what your sovereign Lord says, your God, who defends his people. Hmm. God is here identified as the God who defends his people. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, consider God as your defender today. Um, that God is not your your accuser. You know, some people think God is the the accuser, right? Like God's always out there trying to accuse you. See, you're not doing that right. You're not. This is wrong. You 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 did it. You did it. And I, some people feel like God's out there accusing them. And is out to uh, uh, to get you. Gotcha, right? So like journalism these days. Gotcha. Gotcha, journalism. Any, you know, you say one wrong thing, gotcha. <laughs> um, and some people think God's like that. Gotcha. Um, as an accuser. But no, it says here, God is your defender. Um, He defends you against accusation, He defends you against uh the enemy that would seek to destroy you. He defends you. You know, sometimes when you're in the middle of a, a, a difficult time, you just gotta Stand and uh, receive and accept and allow the Lord uh, to defend you. You know, salvation belongs to our God. Uh, the battle's not ours, but the Lord. All of those uh, themes that are throughout Scripture really are about God being our defender. Be still and know that I am God. Hmm, man, maybe somebody needs to hear that today. Just be still and know that He is God, He is your deliverer, He is your defender. This is what your sovereign Lord says, your God, who defends His people. See, I have taken out of your hand the cup that make you made you stagger from the cup, the goblet of my wrath. You will never drink again. So, here the 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 analogy is of judgment uh, being uh, uh, being this drink, right? And so they they've they've been drinking of this uh, cup of wrath, right? And so that's the analogy. And some of you may feel like, man is like, I've been drinking from this cup of wrath. like it just seems like one thing after another, one, 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 uh, one glass full after another, this, this cup of wrath, cup after cup after cup. And that's the analogy here that, the, that, the, that um, Israel has been drinking for a while of the, of the wrath of God and um, but now that he's taking the cup away, you will never drink of it again. Verse 23. I will put it into the hands of your tormentors who said fall pa- prostrate that we may walk on you and on your and and made your back like the ground like the street to walk in. Mm. Mm. Well, apparently the judgment's not over. <laughs> <laughs> apparently for Israel there were still some difficult days to come as they uh as the cup of wrath was uh was in the hands of their enemies. Um but the comforting word is that God is our defender. He defends us. He comes to our rescue. Let's jump over to Galatians. Galatians chapter four. Galatians chapter four. This is Paul speaking to the Galatians reminding them of their uh, the freedom that they have in Christ, the love that they have in Christ, the uh, the liberty that they have in Jesus. What I'm saying, verse chapter uh, chapter four, Galatians chapter one, no, Galatians chapter four, verse one. What I'm saying is that as long as you as long as as an heir is under age he is no different than a slave although he owns the whole estate the heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by the father so here is uh, before Jesus we were like um, heirs we were like heirs but we were under age so we we did not cash in on the benefits of being uh, under grace and under the gospel of Jesus So also, when we were underage, we were in slavery, under the elemental spiritual forces of this world. But when the set time had fully come, wow, I love this verse, when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Hmm. That's a great passage. It's a great Christmas passage, right? (laughs) When God, when the set time had fully come, what time? Set time. See, in, in the scripture, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's, there's Kairos time, uh, and there's Chronos time. Kairos is the idea that there's this, that God's God's uh, ordained times, like certain spirit, like divine encounters, uh, Kairos moments. Uh, but Chronos, Chronos is just a regular calendar, you know, regular time. Uh, you know, whatever time you're watching or listening to this podcast, that's Chronos time. But it could also be a Kairos moment, a a kairos moment, a Kairos time. And that's a God moment. Like, wow, that was a moment. And so when when the, the time had fully come, when the Kairos time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. No, you know, you, you know you're you're a son and daughter, not a slave. Yeah, you need to know that today. You're a, you're a son and daughter, not a slave. You're an heir. You've been adopted into the family of God. It's a beautiful thing. So, And because of that, watch this, watch this. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So within us, listen to this, within us is the spirit of God that cries out, Dad. Abba, Abba's is—it's not the the band, <laughs> not the band that sings those you know cheesy love songs. Not that—that's um, you know not, that's Abba, spelled the same way, but not not that. It's just Abba, spelled the same way as Abba, but uh, it just Daddy. It's a it's a it's a word of endearment and uh, and uh, tenderness to God. That's what your spirit, because you're in relationship with the God of the universe, the sovereign God of the universe. You are no longer a slave. You're a son and daughter, uh, son or daughter, and you have the Holy Spirit in your heart that is crying out to God the Father saying, Dad. Yeah. So you're no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you're his child, God has made you also an heir. Wow. You're an heir. It means there's an inheritance coming. <laughs> if you're an heir, that means there's an inheritance. We've already received some of those spiritual blessings now, but more to come. Yeah, there's more to come for the child of God. Verse 8, Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. So we were slaves to the gods of this world who really aren't gods at all. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, How is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Mm. Yeah. So, you know, again, the Galatians were going back to trying to do all these religious rules to to add to, in a sense, earn their salvation. And Paul's like, why would you do that? Why would you go back and try to do all those things to try to earn God's approval when he's already called you a son and daughter? He's already called you an heir. You have the Holy Spirit in your heart, crying out, "Abba, Father." You don't have to go back and serve those gods that aren't really gods at all. It is interesting how um, our hearts do that, though, right? Um, that's why we have to watch our the, what the affections of our heart, like what what does my heart long for? Because we can start our hearts can pull us towards the the affections of other gods, right? To begin to chase after other gods, and whether that's uh, material things, whether that's uh, power, whether that's um, unhealthy relationships, addictions, on and on and on, uh, arrogance, our our self sufficiency, whatever it is, we our affections can start to be drawn, be start to be drawn away from God and towards those gods, quote unquote, that aren't really gods at all. So we have to remember who we are. You're a son and daughter of God. Remember that today, guys. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. Um, you. So this is what this is some of the things they were doing. Verse ten: You are observing special days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that somehow I have wasted my efforts on you. Wow, Paul! Paul dropping it hard right there. Right? He's really concerned for the Galatians because now they're trying to do all these religious things. They're they're observing all these these feasts and days and and religious rituals, thinking that that's going to somehow make them closer to God. Uh, make them uh, get get them saved. Make them more saved. <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! No, man, no. I'm I'm concerned. I'm concerned that you're going to be bogged down by all these things, and and the joy of the Lord that should be your strength is going to become a burden. Not because God has placed this burden on you, but because these uh this these false teachings have been thrust upon you, and you've you've taken them. And so, um, man." we always got to we have to take inventory of our spiritual lives sometimes and sometimes we think um why, you know every everybody goes through seasons of uh maybe not as much joy in their lives uh not as much joy in the lord even and you have to stop and you ask why um uh it's uh it, it, have, have I been putting these expectations and rules and and things on myself have i have I stopped spending time with God? Have I stopped worshiping? Have I stopped gathering with God's people? Like, what? What is it? Sometimes it's just seasons that you go through, but sometimes we have to kind of dissect it and think, why is the joy, the my joy uh, quotient, as low as it is? And sometimes it's because we get bogged down with religion, and we miss Jesus. Come on, you can get, you can be devoted to religion and totally miss Jesus. Jesus says what? My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. When we start just pouring things on, and these huge expectations, and uh, huge weights of responsibility uh, in terms of earning our salvation, and, and hoping that God likes us by doing doing all these things, then we can find ourselves in bondage. We can find ourselves with less joy than we should be experiencing uh, because of that. Man. And I pray for all of you, every one of you and myself, that we experience the joy of the Lord. That you'd experience it today. You know that he loves you. You're his child. You didn't have to do, you don't have to do anything to earn um, being his child. Jesus has done that for you. He's he's made it possible for us to be adopted into his family. You're his son, you're his daughter. He loves you. Yeah. Hope you know that today. Let's see, uh, let's see what. The gospels have to say mark chapter 7 if i'm not mistaken this is a really difficult passage to understand it's one of those passages uh it's not difficult to understand but you gotta it it, it kind of takes you back when you first read it because it doesn't sound like jesus at all you'll see what i mean here in a moment this just really it's one of those hard teachings of jesus but when you dig into it a little more i think um i think it it's very insightful so here we go uh Mark seven twenty four through 37, 24 through 37. So when Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre, he entered a house and did not want anyone to know it. Yet he could not keep his presence secret. Man, everybody know where Jesus was. People find out where Jesus is. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. So this woman has a daughter who has an uh, has, is being possessed by an impure spirit. So the woman was Greek, born of in S- Syrian Phoenicia. She begged Jesus. This is significant because that's a they're considered unclean. The great detail to to give us where she's from, and so devout Jews would have considered this person not only a Gentile but very unclean. And she begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. Now this is interesting. So you got to... Uh, a, a, Phine- a Syrian Phoenician Greek woman whose daughter is impure and possessed by a demon. Okay, this is about as, uh, this is about as unclean as you can get. <laughs> I mean, you got you to get this from a Jewish perspective. You got a woman, you got a Gentile woman, uh, uh, Syrian Phoenician, uh, with an impure with a, a daughter who's demon-possessed, which means she probably got her own problems. <laughs> right? She probably got a few issues herself. And so this is like this is like the far extreme of unclean, right? And she falls at Jesus' feet and she dares to ask him for healing, right? Watch this. Now watch this. This is this is the part that's like, what? How did Jesus say it? Verse 27. First, let the children eat all they want, he told her it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Whoa! Now, here's, here's the thing. Here's what I think is going on. I think Jesus is dissecting. This, Jesus is a master teacher, right? And so Jesus is dissecting what his disciples are thinking. And so he's, he's going to play along here because he wants to prove and show a powerful point. So he knows his disciples are thinking, this woman is a dog. Like, she's dirt. Like, she's not even worthy to be in your presence. You, that, you know, Jesus, the teaching that you have is for for Israel, for the godly people, for good people, and so don't throw uh, the good food of the gospel, uh, don't take it away from Israel at the table and throw it to the dogs. And so, Jesus basically says it. Let's see how this looks. Let's see how this plays out. So, firstly, the children eat all they want. For it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Lord, she replied, this is, uh, this is incredible, even the dogs." Under the table, eat the children's crumbs. Mm. Wow, she's saying, I, "I'll take whatever you got, Lord." Wow, I'll um, I'll, I'll take, I'll take whatever's left over. But what faith? What humility? Um, Lord, I'll I'll take the crumbs. I'll take the lowest place. I mean, how? what an example of of a christ follower right there's no better example of a christ follower than this woman right here who says i'll take i'll take anything i'll take whatever you want to give me lord i don't have to have the best place i don't have to have the best seat at the table i don't ha- i don't even have to be at the table lord i'll take whatever you want to throw my way wow watch this watch jesus jesus sees it jesus sees it watch this then i he, then he told her for such a reply you may go the demon has left your daughter <laughs> Jesus saw that faith man Jesus saw that faith he saw that humility he saw he saw that he had incredible compassion he said you know what that's what i'm talking about that is moving that is powerful even the dogs eat eat the children's crumbs and she, he says for such a reply you may go the demon has left your daughter wow she went home and found her child lying on a bed and the demon was gone Mm. of course it was because jesus said it was (laughs) verse 31 then jesus left the vicinity of tyre and went down to sidon down to the city of gal to the sea of galilee and into the region of decapolis there some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk and they begged jesus to place his hand on him that feels like me half the time. He definitely can barely talk. <laughs> I, think, I, think that's, I think that's me half the time. Anyway, but they found a man who could barely, who could just definitely barely talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He That's gross. I mean, I don't know what Jesus was doing right there, but I'm just going to say, man, I, you know, I know probably heavenly spit and everything else and divine, you know, saliva and all the rest. That's gross. I mean, it's just I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> but it's but it's, you know, I know the Lord has his ways. <laughs> he looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, I uh, apatha, which means be opened. And with this, at this, the man's ears were open, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone. But the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with his amazement. He has done everything well. Ooh, I love that. I love that. What a phrase for Jesus. He does everything well. Mm. Do you know, uh, as we look over our lives, and we don't always see it, but when we, look at w- from eternity looking back over our lives, we're going to be able to look at our lives and say, he has done everything well. The crowds realized that, that when Jesus was walking around, touching people, healing people, ministering to people, they was like they were, they were amazed because they were like, this dude? He does everything well. Wow. He has done everything well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. You know what? Here's a great promise for your life today. He's doing everything well. You may not see it. You may not even feel it. It may not be uh, in your sight and purview at this moment. Um, But you know what? He's doing everything well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great theme, even for the old testament readings that we're talking about Israel drinking from the wrath of God and, and 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 absorbing all of these difficult things and and absorbing all these trials and tribulations of life. Even those things. God's doing all things well. He does everything well. Mm. And as your son as God's son, God's daughter, uh, you get a up close uh you get an up close perspective of how God does all things well. How Jesus on behalf, on your behalf, does all things well. Mm, I love that. I love that. I wish we none of us, we, we, none, no, no human being does everything well. Not, not nobody can claim that, but Jesus does everything well. It's like, man, this guy just does everything well. Yes, he does. And he's doing, make it personal, he's doing everything well. For you, you're His child. He loves you. He's doing everything well. All right, you guys. Thanks for being on today. We're gonna pray. That's what we do. We read. We pray. We change the world. So uh, hey, let's pray. Let's let's uh let's thank the Lord for His goodness and grace, and ha- ask Him to guide us through uh through this day and this week. Lord, thank you so much for Your goodness. Thank you for Your grace and mercy. Thank you for the truth that You do everything well. That at just the right time, God, You sent Jesus born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might become adopted into your family. You do everything well. Lord, even when we're going through seasons of heartache and hardship and difficulty and trials, we can rest on the promise and the assurance that you're doing everything well. You're doing everything right. God, I pray for my friends today that they would know that they are a son and daughter. They are not a slave. But an heir. May they walk in that today. May they sense your love. May they sense in their hearts even right now the Holy Spirit crying out to you, Abba, Father. Lord, thank you for that intimate personal relationship that we have with you because we've been adopted into your family through Jesus. And because we have the Holy Spirit in our lives. Lord, I pray your blessing upon each and every person today. May they be encouraged. May they be strengthened. May they walk through this day knowing that you're working everything well for them. Lord, we love you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being on today. Thank you for jumping in on this Monday and uh, getting our week started off right with the Word of God, with the Holy Spirit, with the fellowship of believers uh, all over the country gathering together to read and to pray. And uh, let's go change the world. I always love to hear from you, so if you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, anything, uh, what God's doing in your life, let me know. Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com. That's the email address for the podcast. Thank you for subscribing to this, liking it, sharing it. Hey, someone might need to be reminded reminded today that there is child of God. So share this. Uh, you never know whose life it's going to touch at Just the right Kairos moment. So, all right, you guys love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for all your support and encouragement. We'll see you tomorrow.